Hello everyone and welcome to the Cosmic Closet Podcast. I am your host Blaine. Jacob is out sick, but joining me today are our returning guests. We have Reverend LJ. How you doing? And we have Psychic Medium Maria. Good morning. And then we're also being joined by the minister's wife, uh, who's, who'll be hopping in and out. She's kind of helping us out on the podcast today, probably filling in for Jacob since he's homesick. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we're back, and uh, I think it's going to be a great discussion. It's going to be called Speaking Spirits, and basically we had a discussion with Reverend LJ, now we had a discussion with Psychic Medium Maria, and now we just want to kind of combine the two worlds and see what is what is going on in the afterlife. <laughs> so, uh, and if you just want to kind of give yourself brief descriptions again, um, Reverend, you are a demonologist, an exorcist, and a minister. Yes, that's correct. I've been practicing for years. Uh, grew up in the church. Uh, found my way. Uh, I believe God is my true father. I grew up alone growing up, but uh, got involved in the spiritual end of things. I mean, encountering the spiritual end of things early in life. And I don't know if that's what intrigued me or mm -hmm. uh, started the calling or whatever, but it got me used to it. And... I'm practicing in it. Perfect. Doing battle when needed. Right. And then, uh, Maria, you've had this gift from last episode ever since childhood, basically, you said. Um, but yeah, pretty pretty much so. I grew up in a um, very strict Catholic um, household, um, very long line of, of strong Catholics, and um, been doing, I've been working with a paranormal team, but our team is not like the others we don't run around just simply doing investigations and then walk out and leave nothing we make it very very clear from the get-go that we are um a christian faith-based group um mm -hmm. and that's something that i make it very clear and i need to know where the clients are before we even start um you know i'm not going to drag someone to church but i'm also not going to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with someone who will not accept jesus christ so um then we just go from there so that's that's basically my deal and uh you <laughs> and you also just completed an investigation yesterday you were mentioning the 25th uh, on the last episode and uh you said it went well before we started the show yes it, it went well um this was a i mean do you want the background of the investigation or yeah you could just give like a, a brief um this is a um a young family that lives in a part of Stafford County, Virginia, that is um, quite steeped in history back to about the early 1600s. And um, from what I was able to gather historically and from my own situation, that there was a woman who owned a considerable amount of land um, where this family lives. And, um, I consulted with two other people who believe that the woman who once lived there was now in this, our client's home. Mm -hmm. And I think there was a connection to, first of all, the housewife being an independent um, woman. She owns her own business and the strong um, Catholicism. This particular woman from the 1600s was one of the first Catholics to come to America and try mm -hmm. to establish a church um, after the Spaniards were here, the Spanish uh, monks were here. 
And um, I do believe for some other reasons, this woman was completely drawn to the client's um, wife, um, a lot, the, the dashing shadows, mm -hmm. um, feeling watched, those types of things. Um, and so um, we, I have it on the SLS. I started, we couldn't find, we weren't getting, we were getting nothing on the main floor and the upstairs, nothing on the K2, nothing on any equipment whatsoever. So I'm, I'm beginning to think I'm losing my mind. Right. Client, you know, the woman just, she was pregnant. I'm thinking, oh my God, is this hormonal? I, I dragged everybody from Virginia Beach. And, um, and so the, the, the newest member we have, who is an experienced investigator, she says, it's, they were picking up K2 hits next to me, like within a foot. Whoa. And I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't understand. So we're in the basement. And so I began to speak respectfully by name to the woman who we theorized was in the home. And lo and behold, um, the K2's hitting big time to my um, left. And so I asked this individual, I said, if you could please just step in front of me. And there it was, and it's it's on the SLS, and um, it was one of the more emotional situations I've ever been in investigation because I could feel. Um, oh gosh, I'm going to try not to cry again. Um, just being overwhelmed, this woman just wanted us a little story to be told, and felt like all the work she did on Earth just no everybody forgot about, and no one knew. And she's noted as one of the earliest feminists. In America, if you do enough, you know, digging in history, and I acknowledge that she was there. I acknowledge her, her Catholic devotion, and I told her that she had, she couldn't stay at the house, that she was frightening the homeowner, mm -hmm. and, um, and I said that it was, it was okay to, to to join her family, and then, um, and then the, uh, the SLS stopped not the machine but the, not the program but the stick figure you'd have to know what the sls right. camera shows the k2 mm -hmm. stopped hitting and it was nothing no wow. more no more anything and so then we went upstairs and began um the series of um prayers that we say when we have to move things that is incredible along so it and i i heard from the homeowner this not the homeowner but her, the the wife mm -hmm. and she she was beside herself. She wants to meet me. Um, she was praying. I told her before we even started, I can't do anything. No one can do anything unless you completely embrace prayer on a daily basis and not just, you know, anybody can say a Lord's Prayer. I, I could rattle it off all the live long day. But if there's not mm -hmm. the passion and the belief and the knowing mm -hmm. that Jesus Christ is your Savior, you have nothing. Mm -hmm. you is, that, have is that true, Reverend? You have to have faith. It yeah. doesn't work without faith. Yep. You know, knowing. And so she started, she now has um, the oldest one um, saying prayers at night. So I told her, you know, it's a, it's a family thing. You all are a, a family in Christ's eyes. And this is something that mm -hmm. you, you have to go back to. She was raised, um, you know, in a very solid Catholic household in another country before she came to the United States. And I guess, you know, life takes over, you get busy and you get, not that she, you know, turned her back on Catholicism and going to church, but people get busy and they're like, oh, Sunday, I'm tired. Yeah. I guess I'll sleep in. You know, before you know it, um, 
things start happening and then you have to really review your life and get your ducks in a row. So, um, and I've noticed that in all the cases where we have to have a very frank discussion about their faith in God. And um, if, if that they mm -hmm. don't like that, then they have to find somebody else to come in because I'm not dealing with someone who is an atheist or someone who thinks that's all hooey. I just won't deal. It's dangerous for me. It's dangerous for my team. I'm not getting involved in something like that. So, um, yeah, it's a waste of time do. as well. You know, exactly. exactly. Why, why go through all the heartache? Just like you're saying, and it can be dangerous for all involved. Yeah. They'll just let it, let it reoccur. It's just going to yep. come back. Yep. I mean, we had a case. I don't know if I mentioned this on the other show, the last show, um, mm -hmm. a family, uh, mom's living with the fiance, the teenage daughter oh. is there oh. and I do the client intake and I, I already knew that there was some sort of sexual abuse with the, the teen, mm. but it wasn't anything I was going to reveal because some things I just keep to myself mm -hmm. and see where the conversation goes. And mom tells me that they had just found out the teen had been sexually molested from the age of five to 10. But mom says, but mm. I didn't know. Hmm. I'm mm. like, I'm a mom, I'm a grandmother, um, I'm a woman. Um, how do you not know that? And so as we did the investigation, the, dysfun the, the intense level of dysfunction was so horrendous. And I, I had to be frank with them. And I said, if you don't get this child into therapy, you don't start mm -hmm. embracing God, you don't start going at this, you are going to have problems so bad, I will have to go find someone to help you because you will be beyond my scope. Jeez. And I was referencing, referencing yeah. an exorcism because I feel that that child, that's where things were headed. Because when something like that happens to an individual, it opens, and mm. Reverend, you can certainly elaborate on this more so than I can. That door starts to open in a very dark, very ugly, very menacing, indescribable door starts to open and you give free reign to things you, that I can't help you with. Yeah, you bet. I mean, that that kind of abuse, it brings spiritual attachments. Exactly. Uh, if I could share a short story, yeah, I was ministering to a family in D.C. This, this young girl, a teenager, she was spunky outgoing just the life of the party you know um and then all of a sudden one day she just kind of changed her, her entire personality changed she's inward focused she mutters to herself uh totally just gone devoid of what she was before and they had me up there i don't know they had talked to other preachers and stuff and you know folks from the bethel church they're trying to scream the demons out of her. Anyway, I just went up there, <laughs> ministered to her, and just listened to see what was going on. Mm. And it was revealed, you know, and I asked the, the mother, was she abused? Mm. And she says, yeah, I believe uh -huh. she was. And uh -huh. that was a turning point in that poor girl's life. Yep. But, you know, and after that day of prayer and blessing the house and just talking to them, they were able to get her in counseling, but she was doing better after that day. So Excellent. once that truth came out, yeah, you know, it, praise that, God, that Praise lie God. could be destroyed. Yep. 
And that goes with alcoholism or any substance abuse or any any vice. I mean, to use a general term, you start okay. opening you start opening doors. I mean, just so you know, uh, somebody. I'm sorry. That, well, uh, this is a question that just popped up. How so? Let's just say you're in a home and you start turning towards drugs or alcohol. Can that open you up to getting influenced by like demonic activity, even if the home isn't itself haunted? Oh yeah, really? you don't have to have a haunted house to to have a demonic <laughs> by any stretch of imagination. Trust, trust me. I mean, this is a this is an individual thing. I mean, you, if that were the case, I mean, I, I would join a seminary and I would be like, I need to, I need to help out. It's like, you know, um, signing up to to join, you know, the army to go to right. war. That's what it would be. But um, no, you don't have to have a haunted house to by any no, hell no. No, maybe that was a question. Yeah, cool all... I'm just trying to think of how other people might be like. This is a lot of information for people that don't even know anything <laughs> about this world. So, right? Yeah, we're all sinful creatures. I mean, we get ourselves into trouble easily, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But once once we habitually do something and willfully, by right, you know, yep. giving our full will over to it, yep. it invites the demonic into yep. an attachment, his influence, yep. and then obsession and possession i mean so they, they, is that the most common way to get possessed or be influenced is it through kind of bad habits or can it happen in a home <laughs> itself like if it's you know if there's a it happens presence? or do you have to physically open yourself to the influence even if it's in your home could you turn away from you do it, have to invite not, it you have to invite it okay i mean there has to be a willful you know submission to acceptance right yeah, you know, opening yourself up and then uh, accepting that thing, however that happens. Could be in a simple seance, uh, could be just in wandering around the, the living room one day, you know, trying to make things move. Right. <laughs> you know, you have telekinesis or I mean, something. He's, he's exactly right. I mean, that's why, you know, in my small world, we're so outraged at some ghost shows because <laughs> it's it's entertainment travel channel to, oh to god to Wasn't to do these things and you glorify the use of ouija boards and you they uh-huh. don't show that there needs to be intense spiritual preparation before you attempt to do any of this i mean i i prayed for hours before this investigation and then mm-hmm. afterwards, you you don't take it lightly. And, you know, the, these the, the TV, they're out to make a dollar. If they think they're oh. out there thinking they're going to bring people in to save souls, th- that's that's about the most ignorant thing in the world. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. they just go about it lightly. I find it um, offensive. It mm-hmm. is um, so disrespectful to the dead, to the living who have to live with this stuff, to people who, you know, they pay their 50 bucks or whatever it is to go to these places. And they think this is like going to the circus and it isn't in any way, shape or form. It's, it's the more I learn and the more I read about um, demonology and um, which is what I'm doing now, the more I'm like, are people insane are just, yeah. As I said, I use the analogy of going to a really bad section of town, you know, and just your doors are unlocked and, and your purse is hanging open and thinking absolutely nothing's going to happen to you. Well, and I like You're that analogy that. that you used last show, too, about the lighthouse and you kind of turn the lighthouse on and then all the ships yeah. come in if you're using oh, a Ouija yeah. board. Uh, and before you know it, you've yeah. got a 
big problem and you haven't the first clue what to do. Not the first Blaine, clue. Blaine, we were talking about that the last, on Easter. Right. As a matter of fact, how does this ghost shows annoy me? Yeah. You know, I, I start screaming at the TV sometimes. <laughs> was, you know, yeah, why are you so you, stupid? You both said that you do not like these <laughs> travel channel shows. Oh, I can't, I can't stand it. And then there's a, a woman. Um, she's a, I feel she's a very strong medium, but the solutions that she gives the clients never have anything to do with God or prayer. It's like, okay, take, you know, some, some oregano and you're going to throw oh, it God. over here and then over here, you're going to tiptoe in some chocolate pudding and then, you know, this day wave a frond of, you know, evergreen. It's like, oh my gosh. it's never the same. It never involves, I'm going to get all worked up. My husband's going to think know. I'm in an argument, but, um. <laughs> But the point I'm making is it's ridiculous. Right. You they deal with private citizens who are, to me, unless I'm just as dumb as they are, genuinely <laughs> oh, frightened. And usually there's something going on with the di di dynamic of a couple or a dynamic of a family oh, yeah. that has got to be addressed. It's it's an all-encompassing thing, and it just, you know, and you can't you can't crack a newspaper where you can't figure out that the devil works all avenues. It's not just some something that you're going to see in a Hollywood movie on The Conjuring, mm. where it's it's full tilt bananas. It's it starts small somewhere, and those little small things get ignored. Well, chances are you're defeated before they even begin. Exactly. Before before you realize it. Exactly. They've been around for eons, and they know oh. us better than we do. Right. Yeah, they do. Anyway, I'm, I'm afraid we got off track. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I wanted to get. Let's let's now let's get into the the main discussion. Uh, so to kind of get some perspective, Reverend, how does a religious institution such as a church view mediums or psychic mediums? Do they tend to believe that they have this ability? Well, I'm not denying that there's a gift. Right. That's for sure. Now, whatever, by whatever name you call it, okay, uh, there could very well have a gift from God, a gift of discernment, a gift of knowledge, mm -hmm. uh, prophecy. I'm not denying that they hear. Uh, not at all. What is prohibited are things like, um, of course, necromancy, you know, the obvious things, right. trying to right. raise the dead and all that stuff. Right, right. Um, what and uh going or talking to those who passed on expecting that they will respond maybe playing with fire mm -hmm. exactly not exactly sure what you're gonna hear back mm -hmm. uh, or who you're gonna hear back from I, I apologize right um you know in seeking after uh direct communication with the spirit world is dangerous anyway um now, okay, that may sound hypocritical because we talk to God, <laughs> you know, talk to the Holy Spirit, and we, we want to hear from God, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I think there's a fine line. We know for a fact what Christ taught. The Holy Spirit is here with us. He is our teacher. He teaches us everything. We're going to hear from God for sure. I'm not sure what he allows Mm -hmm. it has to have God's permission, you know, if 
we, I don't know, for some reason hear from a loved one. I don't know. Uh, God, but it would have to be God allowing right. for that to happen. And that's kind of the main the main focus of this discussion, because what I noticed from your talk with us, Reverend, and then Maria, when you came on, is that, Reverend, you said mm. that any spirit that's here on this earth is most likely not having good intentions. You don't really stick around once you die, uh, according to your beliefs. I don't, right, I don't believe so. And then, Maria, you said that you've had instances in homes and even close to you where you believe that relatives have been able to kind of reach over the other side and communicate. Yeah, I've, I, but it's gone both ways for me. I would say for the most part, it's been um, a beautiful experience. I had just one long experience with a, with a relative, and that was horrendous. Is that the one with the, the grandfather? Yeah, that was my grandfather. And I never asked him. I never spoke to him. I never did anything. But as the Reverend is saying, you sometimes, when you're doing other things, you know, it's, it's like living in Alabama and keeping your door open and you don't expect all the mosquitoes to come in. You're thinking just one <laughs> mosquito is going to come in. Before you know it, you, you know, you're running around with fly swatter. Yeah. Um, but that's it's for people to, to basically understand what we're talking about. And, and the, the Reverend is exactly right when he says, it. you have got to know what you're doing. And um, from what I see on Facebook, everybody and their brother is a psychic medium and um, <laughs> oh, everybody and everybody sees dead people and everybody talks to them and every orb is a spirit and it's off <laughs> the wall it's off the wall and you know i don't promote mm -hmm. what i do i like to um i like to you know do positive affirmations i like to do stuff like that I don't get into all this woo-woo, hooby-jooby, what in the hell ever some of these women, I don't even know what they're talking about. The dimension of the spiritual consciousness of that. I'm like, what are you even, are you high? I don't even know what you're talking about. And they talk about in concepts. And so they make it so like, like, oh, this is the coolest thing ever. My point is that then everybody wants to sit down with something and start talking out mm -hmm. to dead people and they don't mm -hmm. know what they're doing you wouldn't want a plumber performing brain surgery it's the same thing he does not right. he knows what the brain is but he doesn't know what he's doing um mm -hmm. and I've, I've met people like that and i'm like you don't you're you're playing with fire oh maria you're such a uh what is a bible thumper i'm like no i'm i'm telling you right now <laughs> i know what's going to happen um mm -hmm. And then they realize I'm having nightmares, um, this and that. Mm. And clearly at one time, I must have been saying something or dealing with something. Or when an uncle came in, you know, Mr. Grandfather person, who's not very nice, tagged <laughs> right along. Tagged right along. Well, and it's I think entirely possible. They... I think you told us this, Reverend, too, that they cloak themselves as relatives or as small <laughs> children. To oh, you better of... believe it. Yeah. yeah. It's it's to open you up, you know, to get you to interact with them and accept them because that's the first stage, accepting right. that it's there. You know, plus it's fascinating, you know, communicating with the spirits. Right. It's fascinating. I'm not going to deny that. You know, just for the human mind, we, we can't fathom all this stuff. And it's just there's such a draw because we want to know the unknown. Right. You know, 
right. the occult. Dabble was being in the occult, basically. We want to know the unknown. We want to know the future. We just, we want to know. We're naturally curious creatures. And when something can give us the answers that we want, we'll go after it. Full bore. Yeah. And it, you know, it's, it's dangerous because, you know, when we start doing or talking to the spirit world, chances are we will get the answers that we want. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, one way or another. And more. Yeah. Whether it's the truth or not is, is another matter. Exactly. Exactly. So do you um, think it's yeah. possible for a relative to kind of make appearances on this earth and then go back? Or Well, it may be it may come down to where they actually went after death. Right. You know, whether whether they are with Christ or have gone into eternal separation. Mm. I think I don't know, my own personal beliefs, we don't know everything. The only people that really know are the dead people. Right. Um <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, I think it's more likely that we would hear from a saint or somebody that's gone with Christ than we would from somebody who's eternally separated. You know, God may allow it. I don't know everything. Right. But I, I, I just know Scripture says, you know, once, once we're dead, we're either in heaven or separated. One of the two. And there's scriptural references all over the place, but of course, I don't know. That's my beliefs. It's just it's intriguing because if it is possible, then that's that would be kind of comforting to some people to know that they could still give some messages in the afterlife. But then on the other end, if these demons are able to mask themselves as people that you knew that were close to you, that's very horrifying. Mm -hmm. Can you oh, really yeah. trust what you hear? I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Plus, people have to be cognizant of their own, and this is how this starts, and we can, we can, this all goes full circle, is that when there's a person seeking out a psychic medium because they just lost someone, that person is in no frame of mind to start doing this. That means the healing process isn't finished. They haven't, they haven't gone through coming to terms if you're already, if you're seeking mm -hmm. out something. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I've rarely dealt with clients who want to, I want to talk to a, a dead relative. They're mostly coming like, you know, when am I going to find love? Um, you know, I can't lose weight. I'm like, hey, God. Mm -hmm. you know, those are the less and, interesting ones. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you feel bad for people because, you know, therapists cost a fortune and I don't, right. um, but people are running around looking for someone else to tell them something. And, you know, mm -hmm. here I am. I'm, I'm a psychic medium. I mean, I can tell you something. Um, but what's sad is there's people who take huge advantage of that because the prices some of these people charge for this. So now you're it's mm. it's based on ego for both. Um, it's just mm -hmm. and that's how doors open that way. Um, mm -hmm. But everybody's looking for a quick fix and that's what this is i want somebody mm -hmm. to tell me something and um yeah i'm sure a psychic's gonna sit yep nope uncle bob went to hell sorry to hear about that so you know yeah, right. that'll be you know 150 dollars <laughs> okay bye and that's ridiculous i mean that's absolutely ridiculous um now the, the hauntings you know that obviously our team work with 
Um, they're not glamorous. There's not doors slamming everywhere. There's not, you know, people being shoved down. Well, no, there was once. Um, th- you don't have all this off-the-chart stuff going Hollywood on. Hollywood stuff, right. Yeah, you just have, and what I would always get was that there was somebody trying to get somebody in that house's attention to either change what they were doing or acknowledgement of something. And why, you know, I don't know. I don't get into the the, the deep psychological issues that some of our clients have, and some of them do. Um, all of them yes. do. I mean, each of them, you know, I could, I could rattle off a list of some issues that people had and, and – you have to wonder, and I always go back to the faith thing. You have to go back to faith. I can't do that. I'm not Harry Potter. I can't go in there with a wand <laughs> make your life all better because a psychic medium said so. That's that's reckless on my part. I don't want I don't want that on me. You know, I have to have mm-hmm. a good spiritual life as well with what I do say, think, and feel. So, but yeah, people are looking for a quick nice. fix for everything. I kind of wanted to... Get more into uh, the demons itself. Reverend, when you were on, you said that you physically saw one one time, uh, mm-hmm. probably more than one time. And then Maria, you've been telling us about this thing called the brain eye, where basically you see it in your mind. You yeah. Describe it. You don't physically see it in your eyes. No. Is this, no. Reverend? Do you think that is like, is that possible? Like, do you? You saw a demon through your physical eyes and. Is it possible to see ghosts in the mind first? Can they talk to us that way? Yeah, I don't see why not. Um, Influences. I, I call it just the spiritual. You know, you see it in um, your, your spirit self. Mm-hmm. The, the one connected, reborn, you know, with Christ. The eternal part of our, us. You know, I'm sure there's interaction. Uh, we could see it that way. Um Sense it, uh, know it, uh, w- whatever term you want to use. Sure, I think it's possible. Right. It's, it's fascinating. And uh, kind of, Maria, you said that you don't deal with demons or perform an exorcism, if you know that. Absolutely not. I am not trained. I absolutely, no, mm-mm. no. I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even entertain the notion. That's why our interview process is... Um, extremely thorough, um, but I'm not going near that. I'm not equipped. I've got acts, you know, I have resources available to me to get them lined up with people who do these things, right. um, but never in a million years. And what kills me is people who think Smart. they have demons are like, I said, okay, did you call a church? Did you call your church? Well, I don't go to church. Okay, well, let's add that to the list. Um, <laughs> And, you know, you might, I mean, then, like, have you been baptized? No? Okay, well, there's number 409 of the problems you have. Um, so, no, I would never in a million years. I My first ever case was a man who, at that time, was demonically oppressed. And, um, as I told in the last interview, that was my literal come-to-Jesus moment because... What I saw in that mind's eye or whatever you want to call it scared me so badly that I shook all the way home and I made an appointment with the Catholic Church um, nearest my home and after 35 years of not going to church, I went back to church and it changed my life. 
it changed my life. And right. um, I look back at it now and I think, honestly, <clears throat> that was God reaching out to me going, what more do you need? All these, I've got journals and journals of when I meditate and the things that I saw. And I thought it was one thing. And now I go back and clearly God was giving me these signs through so many ways. I've got sketches of people I saw. I think one was Mary of the Apocalypse. Um, and I thought it was somebody else. And it, my life is very cockeyed the way I get information because people look at me like, what are you eating? It was Mary of the Apocalypse was mentioned on an episode of Vikings, and I'm a, I'm a, I was a huge Vikings fan. <laughs> and one of the characters was a bishop, and this is all going to make sense hopefully in just a second. Well, anyhow, he's he's in prison. The Vikings have him, and he starts he starts reciting scripture, and he mentions Mary of the Apocalypse, and I'm like, and he describes her with the twelve stars in her crown. Oh. Yeah, Revelation Mary. I, said to, Mary, I yeah. said to my husband, I said, is that a real person? Is that a thing? That's all he says. Is that a thing? Yeah. You know, is that, I'm going to look it up on Wikipedia. Is that a thing? Um, he's like, I don't know. So he Googles it. I run to get one of my journals and I've drawn, I drew her eight months prior to this episode. Jeez. And I said, oh my God, I saw her. <laughs> I saw, I, I have the drawing and I was getting all these signs, you know, I'm like, no, no, I don't believe, I'm not even sure Jesus was like, you know, all that, that they said. And right. oh my God, I'm surprised I wasn't struck by lightning, but, um, <laughs> because I was getting signs, but I was leading a life, you know, I grew up in an abusive household and I'm like, if there was this God, how would he leave children with these people? I came from that. Right. You know, and then you go to college and college is like, ah, oh, there isn't anybody. It's all academia. And, um, <laughs> this was profound when I sat with this individual in his living room and my partner at the time, and he was doing the interviewing process and what I saw in my mind's eye. And it wasn't like, you know, demons, if you see them, don't always appear with a red face and horns, little tail, and they have oh, fangs. Yeah, Reverend gave us a description of one, and it sounded terrifying. Um, this guy, <laughs> yeah. this thing I saw had no teeth. It looked like a very old man with a hat on that covered half of his face. Now, that doesn't sound, I mean, I'm sure you could find somebody at a Walmart who looks like that, <laughs> but that doesn't the sound eyes? menacing. Yeah, it how were the eyes? Of the, I couldn't see the eyes. Hmm. Couldn't see the eyes. It was this brim over it, and I could see his nose, and I could see the mouth, and the mouth was drawn in, and there were no teeth. And I don't, but all I, I will never forget that image. It's seared on, in my memory. I'll probably go to my deathbed knowing Jeez. that image. And that was a turning point in my life. And I sat down with my priest at the church and I said, here's the deal. And I just opened my guts to him. And I said, <laughs> I didn't look for this ability. It plopped on me. I didn't go looking for it. It just happened. I didn't know. I thought I was having nervous breakdowns after nervous breakdowns. And this is the life I've led. I've been going to pagan ceremonies. I went to this thing. I'm losing my mind. I was grown up Catholic. Please help me. And I was I was desperate. I was de I knew the church was the only place that was going to help me. That was the only place. And I had a very long, fruitful discussion with this priest. And he didn't, 
you know, he didn't attack me. He didn't belittle me. He didn't make me feel that, you know, less than of a, less than of a human. And um, that started the most profound spiritual journey that I am still on. And this is somebody who, you know, when I was in church, you just like blah, blah, blah. Oh, right, you're, going right, right. The, you're going through the mass and you're not, you don't even know what any of this means. And now it's when I do the Lord, I have a whole series of what I do every single morning when I do my, my prayer work. Um, each sentence is said, and then I visualize what I feel it looks like and what it means to me. And this is what I do every single day. And sometimes several times a day. It changed my life. Changed my life. Do you, I mean, do you I have a daily yeah. ritual, Reverend? Do you? Yes, I do. do. <laughs> I pray unceasingly. You know, pray constantly. Definitely. You know, you, you give your life to, to Christ in the morning. Hope that he leads you during the day. Teach you what you need to know. Lead you to people that need Christ. At night. Usually I like to pray at night, uh, only because that's when most of the Satanists are praying and uh, witches and stuff. They like to pray at night in the dark, um, you know, unseen. It's, it's that whole rebellion thing mostly, but, you know, they, they live in the dark. Do you guys... And why not, why not offer some opposition to that prayer? Oh, of course. Exactly. Do you guys believe in the whole, apparently I've heard this multiple times, like the 3 a.m. is the witching hour? 3 to 4 or something where it's supposed to be the highest activity as far as... I do. You do believe in that? I do because there are um, actual satanic rituals. Uh, Wiccan well, it, rituals. Mocks the, it mocks the Trinity, doesn't it? Yep, it does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and saying that, well, 3, yeah, Trinity. And apparently Christ died at 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, they'd like to do the exact opposite. I think it's cool. Wow. Yeah, that's, yeah that's <laughs> when they do their black mass, and that's a whole mocking of the um, the Last Supper or a Catholic mass, which is basically the same. Sure. Wow. Well, um, it happens. As far as, far as uh, paranormal investigations, I wanted to get your opinion on them, Reverend. Do you believe it is a good idea for citizens that – just want to chase after these things and, and help families, of course. Do you think that should be left to religious institutions? Or do you think it is possible for investigators to actually free a spirit from a location? I think only trained people and people that know what they're doing and know what they're getting into should even attempt to approach anything direct, directly approach anything spiritual. Only because of the danger of you don't know what is going to come back. You don't know what you're going to interact with. Yep. And if you're not prepared spiritually, it's going to be all over. You know, your life could take a very, very bad turn quickly. Yep. yep. Uh, whether it be just devoted to religious institutions, I'm not going to say yes. Because, uh, I don't know, I, I don't like organized religion in itself. Mm. Uh, don't, I mean... Don't take that the wrong way. <clears throat> you know, we are a church. We are a church. The body of believers is a church. You know, uh, with, with Christ as the head. Um, that's a different conversation altogether. But, <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I understand yeah. what you're saying because um, 
there, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but there's the no, order of the the old Catholic order of I can't get their full name, which aren't sanctioned by the Vatican, right? But they also have a team of of ministers who perform exorcisms. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Orthodox Christian Church has them as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but any believer, uh, somebody grounded in their faith, mature, uh, even-tempered, wise, studied, mm-hmm. uh, can approach these kinds of situations. Do you think the tools that they use, such as the SLS or REM pods and all and stuff on the Travel Channel shows too, do you think that those are, are have the ability to pick up spiritual activity? Does the church recognize like t- tools, or is it solely like spiritual? There's no tools they can oh. detect. See, I think I think there are scientific ways that you know that spiritual influences the physical realm in some ways. Mm. Right. So I think it is possible. I'm not not going to fully endorse it, but right, of course. Uh, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know for sure, right? but it is very interesting to see uh, some of the results and, um, you know, hear some of the voices and, of course, I don't believe, well, I won't get into that, but. No, no, same. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, the voices that we, yeah, the voices that we hear, I, I believe, are mostly demonic or, or those posing, you know, posing as as a human soul that's that's the most fascinating thing like, um, that's what me and jacob picked up on from the last conversation with you is that that would change so much even in these travel channel shows if every spirit that is left behind is demonic <laughs> oh man <laughs> and then that would scare maria because now everything that she's come across well no i mean i not everything is, is not everything's pleasant not everybody goes where you'd like them to go um you know, there's living people. I'd like them to go somewhere, but they don't go anywhere. Um, but no, the tools. I mean, my I'm looking at my giant case. I have a big giant case, and one big box is dedicated to, um, you know, my my spiritual end of the investigation. My incense, the holy water, blessed salt, um, mm-hmm. blessed crucifix, my Saint Benedict's medals, um, you know, candles, things like that. Sure. That's part of my that's part of my toolbox. That's that's right in there with all the other stuff we schlep around um you know i told them i said if we're not going to help i'm not going i'm not going just to sit you know with a digital voice recorder that does does nothing for me i mean it's fascinating but our our big push with our our team is we are helping private individuals i'm not going to waverly hills or some other tb hospital or some (laughs) you know Lord forsaken place that's being constantly tormented by weirdos who want to spend too much money to to be scared of something. So, yeah, no, we're in yeah. the helping game, not the 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 terror game. All that stuff just encourages an oppression, you know. It yeah. encourages demonic infestations, and mm-hmm. you just don't mess around with it. Yeah, I I don't I don't get I don't get it, and there are. Somebody, somebody is estimating 44,000 paranormal teams just in the United States. That's crazy. I That's believe crazy. it. Every time Dick and Harry wants to do this, they get all together <laughs> and, you know, they go out and they have their little stuff and they just run willy-nilly into the darkness and, and set up camp in a cemetery. And 
I'm waiting for the day that I find one of them at one of my relative cemetery, and then it's going to be on. You're going to see me on live TV. <laughs> oh, me, and, me and Jacob are actually uh, we're guilty of that. In high school, we there was a haunted woods, not probably about next town yeah, over. That's right. And it was Okie Pinocchio is what it's called, and uh, it was uh, old. It's it was along a river in Indiana, and uh, it's where the Mississippi tribe kind of, you know, plopped down, and that was their main hub. And there was a battle there. And so it, it had an energy to it, and it was a thick woods, so you would go in and you wouldn't hear birds chirp, you wouldn't hear the wind, it was dead silent Ooh. in the woods. And apparently there had been multiple bodies dropped off from kidnappings and murders. Oh, that's nice. That's great. That's... And so it, it was a hub of, of stuff, so we went there. Oh my lord. We and went a, there. A cesspool, that's what it, that is. And that's it was so just a, sad. yeah, and, and there was a, a burial mound that they believe was there, and so uh. we were there poking around, and we were foolish, like I said, we were in high school, and I came back home, and my mom supposedly, uh, she, she took a picture of it too, so there was proof, she had three scratches on her, uh, on her leg the next morning while she was Dear getting Lord. ready for work. So she blessed the house, told it to get what out. Did learn, Blaine? Oh, I learned not to poke around. <laughs> but she blessed the house. She told it to get out. We didn't have any problems after that. But no, she she scolded me for that one after I told her where we were at. Oh man, man. Well, what did you learn? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's not the point of this podcast. <laughs> No, but it is interesting. I mean, I went there. I wasn't, I wasn't, I mean, we we weren't hunting them. We just wanted to see what the hype was about and it, it attached well, to us. Well, that's hunting, honey. That's, that's, that's you, a different word. You wanted interaction. Is yeah. Antony your, your whole person? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, my team knew I was going to have this podcast with the, with the reverend. And um, they said, well, you're nervous. I said, I'm more nervous about this interview than I am the dead lady. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I can handle that. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> well, I guess oh, yeah, I, kind of, I wanted to open up the floor to you guys as far as questions that you might have for each other. I mean, it's you never you don't really get a minister and a psychic in the same same room. It's such, it just starts off like a bad joke. Um, <laughs> now, I. You, I'm taking, um, I've taken a small, and finding courses on demonology outside a mm. university is very difficult to do. Um, you know, I don't have the where for all to go. I don't even think the universities near me even offer it because I've looked. Um, mm -hmm. no, yeah, so I've been doing online courses with people that I know are in the field and they are, um, performing exorcisms. So I've been studying um, demonology and spiritual warfare for the past eight months, I guess. Um, mm. I've So the manual for spiritual warfare and a number of, I mean, my, my office, I mean, I look like a crazy old professor <laughs> in here with the, with the amount of books, the amount of books that I have, the Christian oh. demonologist handbook by um, Deal. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Father Gabriel Om. Amorth, Amorth, Amorth. He yes. is amazing. Yeah, he is I've, absolutely I've, amazing. I've so I'm trying to get a hold of resources, and then I I got and I'll never finish this book. It's like reading, um, uh, oh my good, the introduction to science of mental health, which was mm -hmm. written by um, Father Chad Rip Ripperger. 
He's a PhD, yeah. and that goes along with the, the mental, clinical mental aspect and the spiritual aspect of issues, for a lack of a better word. So mm. I can't, I can't read enough. I can't read yeah. enough because the more yeah. I know, the better I am. In addition to um, Saint Benedict's Prayer Book. Um, Another so, author I would recommend is Father Jack Ashcroft. Yes, I do have one of his, and I, I couldn't. It's probably down in the other library. Ashcroft. Do you have the Ecclesiae Militantis? No, because I probably don't know how to spell that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's an absolutely fascinating resource. I mean, it, it has so much in there. You can't read more than a few pages and go, ah, I gotta stop. <laughs> oh, really? I, and I have to wonder if I don't if I don't have it. I have so many. I'm looking in my. I have so much stuff. I, you know, I read The Hostage to the Devil. Um, yeah, it's a good book. Demons, Deliverance, and Discernment. An Exorcist tells his story. Um, yeah, it's a good book. Uh, I mean, there's, I mean, I could go through it. I don't need to go through all this stuff. Then I, you know, right. I, I, sadly, I, I read about what the other side partakes in, in the in Enochian magic and things like that to mm, understand. Mm -mm. The mindset of people who do things that they should not be could doing. Be, could that be dangerous? No. Could it be? Yeah. <laughs> could it be? <laughs> no, it is. <laughs> That's not a question. That's, that, rephrase that in a statement. <laughs> no, that's, that's that's idiotic, is what that yeah, is. Yeah, that's um, um. But people do it. I mean, people. There are people who are actively involved in Enochian magic. That's. But if I mean, you're, if you're reading about it, though, couldn't that also open it up to like open you up to maybe? Well, I wow. I'm a strong Christian, and I right. I pray. You know, I do my formal praying. You know, right. in the morning, but mm -hmm. I, I live right. a, a pray for, prayerful life all all day and night. I mean, it's not like I yeah. turn it on, turn it off, and go do some sinning, and then pray in the morning, and I'm all <laughs> yeah. good. Um, I'd you have know, to refer is... you to uh, Sun Tzu. Know your enemy. Hmm. Ex exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't hurt to read about and learn about uh, ceremonies and what they do. And, you know, it, it's the maturity of your heart. What can you accept? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, are you going to read the Satanic Bible and end up Satanic? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> you know, or are you reading it for just reference purposes or right. you have to right. know what they're talking about so you can yeah. battle well if you go into someone's you know? home they, there might be things either on the wall or um sitting about right. that right. would be indications of what you're dealing with um right you know people t you know some people talk a good game but if you you see that they're they're knee deep into something then you you gotta readjust your your plan of attack or go get somebody else who can lead that army for you that's exactly right you know because um a lot of the interview process they're not going to tell you what you need to hear you're going to have oh, to yeah. glean it from uh your observations exactly uh, how they are and how they act and what are they doing and yep it's yeah. it's, it's tedious because you know like like your uh process uh for for pre-investigation and stuff there's the same type of process um, to find out if somebody needs help of exorcism.
is, you know, it's only maybe a one in five, one in 6,000 chance that right. they actually need anything. A lot of us just, you need to educate them on how to pray or they need exactly. to pray. Exactly. And um, the <laughs> or, same goes for people you know. who are, are mentally ill. And we've had um, two cases where the, they're just, they needed a professional before they get to, you know, it's, it's to me, and I guess I could ask you this on your idea of what do you think happens first, you know, demonic involvement or mental illness. And it's the, to oh. me, it's the chicken and the egg type of thing. What happened first? Because um, it's such a fine line. It um, is. I, I don't know. You know, there's legitimate mental illness. I believe oh, yeah. that wholeheartedly, you yeah. know, and then there's mental illness caused by the demonic. Right. How, how to suss that out. It's going to take a professional. Exactly. Uh, somebody that would believe in the spiritual side of things too. And that's, uh, that's, that's key too. And that's, that's hard stuff. I mean, you've got hard science usually poo poos on the, on the spiritual realm. Of right. Things. So it's, it's tough stuff, but we only had two and, um, one did a psych eval and it's i guess i have the gift of being able to talk to someone to where they'll trust me enough to say i had this the eval hmm. i didn't go back i was supposed to go to you know the court ordered oh, um, therapy didn't go and <clears throat> i was supposed to be doing these meds and cps came in and took one of my children and i'm like Oh boy. oh boy, I can't, we can't take this case, you know, because I told her, I said, you were asked to do these things and, and you haven't done those and us coming out wouldn't really help anyone. Um, you need to take care of this first. And, you know, she wasn't too happy, but oh, well, I mean, it's for her sake, you know, it's just, it was, it's very sad, especially when children mm -hmm. are involved, but she knew darn well, she willfully didn't ignored what a court told her not just what you know her saying well i need to get my stuff together but a court it got to the point where court said look if you don't do this we're going mm -hmm. to take one of your children and um yeah i was it, very very sad and um another woman another woman oh just pages and pages of i'm getting sexually accosted by a demon um, oh he's always in my bathroom. He's under my bed. He holds me. I mean, it was, I mean, Hollywood should have been up in her house for the amount of stuff that was going on all day and night in her home. And I knew we had a situation when her husband emailed me and he dared me to contact her again. And I'm like, I didn't contact her in the first place. She contacted <laughs> us. Um, <laughs> and basically she had some sort of situation um far beyond my grasp, break so, yeah, yeah yeah it's just the saddest thing in the well, world when i was but... preparing for you reverend when you before you came on with me and jacob were looking at some stats and a lot of people believe that schizophrenia could be misdiagnosed as demonic activity people could be hearing voices could be getting influenced and then they go to a doctor and tell this and they're like oh you know, you have schizophrenia sure that could yeah be fully it's possible it's really tough you know you, you need professionals on your side somebody mm -hmm. that, that does this uh, for a living uh, you know the, the psychological aspect of things and, and medical doctors as well uh to to help it along because some things that can't be explained may actually be 
spiritually related. Right. Of course, I mean, sin can cause sickness too. Yeah. So, wow, it, it's like a, a vicious circle, it almost seems like. But it, well, there isn't does it possible time. for demons to actually affect our physical health? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Excuse I me. Think almost yeah. Every time, well, you're fine. I think <laughs> almost every time that would happen. I mean, their ultimate goal is death. When, mm -hmm. they, when you come in contact, they will kill you one way or another if you let them. Um, of course, it's, you know, God holds them back, but the, it's their ultimate goal to kill you, just make and you sick. Right. How much are you going to give your will over to that thing? The more you do, the more you choose that, the less you choose Christ. And yeah, you'll get, you'll get sick. It's different illnesses, cancers, uh, just regular minor illnesses too. It, it happens. Or sometimes completely unexplained illnesses where doctors have not a clue oh. what's wrong with you. Right, right. And that, you know, that's what I was going to say earlier. There comes a time, <clears throat> you know, in the, when you're talking to this person, evaluation, that it, it becomes apparent that something spiritual is going on just from their background what were they involved in you know were they doing blood sacrifices rituals you, know, you might have to break a lot of that stuff off and maybe that caused their physical illness who knows it's good to have somebody that that can hear stuff as well you know right. <laughs> hear yeah. the spiritual world and see the spiritual world yeah so it's nice to have that stuff <laughs> people, <laughs> people people with those gifts you know yeah yeah. Well, sometimes it's great and sometimes it's a menace. So. <laughs> well, and I wanted to ask you, Maria, like, and this is a question that me and Jacob had after your episode is like, how far do your abilities go as far as like, do you have like pre-recognition? Like, can you see people's choices later on in their life or is it no. mainly? I'm not a fortune teller okay, by, right. any, by any stretch because God gives us free will. What, what presents right now? You know, I could tell you something right now, but your free will could cause that to change tomorrow, mm -hmm. next month, next mm -hmm. year. Um, mm -hmm. So me saying, well, in five years, you're going to win the lottery is, <laughs> is is gross and irresponsible and yucky. And I don't do those types of things. I've had people, is my husband's cancer going to come back? I'm, I'm not God. I'm, And that's what I tell them. I'm not God. You're going to have to talk to him about that. That's a that's a conversation for you and him. I don't even know why you would even ask me that or ask his doctor. I mean, I, that's not even <laughs> entertaining any sort of discussion about that. But no, nothing nothing down the road. I mean, I think anybody with common sense, if somebody's leading a lifestyle of, you know, they're not exercising, they're not eating right. Yeah, I can predict in about five years you're going to have you know <laughs> diabetes or you know obesity. I mean. I think it's just a lack of, of accountability for your behavior. Um, I, I don't know. Being empathic also, I just, I see people right now in a state, not all people, I'm not speaking for every single person, mm. but from what I see that sticks out is people feel based on their ego, because their egos apparently are terribly precious to them, that they can say <laughs> anything, do anything, Mm -hmm. and feel justified doing it because they feel they need to do it with no regard to the reaction of the person that they've just vomited information all mm -hmm. over. And yeah. that's what I find 
frightening. And when you talk about where do demons start, that's where demons start in my eyes. <laughs> that mindset of, you know what, I'm going to sit on this keyboard and I'm going to tear into this person. I'm going to tear them. I'm going to use foul language. I'm going to tell them they're not I'm going to tell them all this stuff because I, here I am with my big fat ego. I mm -hmm. justify doing so. What's going on in your psyche, in your soul, in your spirit, in your essence, that's driving you to reach that level of hate? And that's what right. frightens me. And you see it every day. You see it on the news. You see it in our government. Yep. You see it everywhere. That's, you know, yep. people spewing pea soup and their heads turning around. That's more manageable <laughs> than somebody spewing venom either verbally or on social media. I agree with that. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. I, I I'd rather face a demon head on than some of these people out here. Exactly. You're ex exactly. I mean, you look at people who abuse animals, people who shove old men off buses. You, I'm like, hmm. what is going on? I mean, People, people get upset and they, they'll get in a fist fight or in a verbal altercation and then they calm down and hopefully they, they come to a point where, you know, I was, was upset and I'm, I'm sorry and, you know, they, mm -hmm. and they become adults again and, and they mm -hmm. acknowledge what they did was wrong. But this is that there's people out there. This is this is an art form for them. I have to say, I mean, my wife encounters this all the time. She just presents facts. She likes to, to go on to social media and, you know, defend the conservative way, conservative oh, thinking. Don't, don't present a fact. Good, good, good luck with that. Yeah, but yeah, don't present facts because, wow, I mean, you should see and hear some of the stuff. They just trip offline. And that, I mean, what is going on in that person? Exactly. You're exactly come right. Come on. And, and some people say, oh, they're just having a debate. No, this is not. No. What goes on in court of law is a debate. You know, what goes on in a debate club is a debate. What mm -hmm. goes on when you're wishing someone's child be dead? When right. When you are wishing the level of it's putrid. And that's what that's what frightens me. And they're talking about road rage. And I'm like, this is the same people's probably screaming at somebody online and saying the most perfect things ever. I've had to right. um, unfriend so many, you know, I don't call them friends, but you know, the whole deal with social media, because I can't stand the, the venom. The, the, it's daily. Yeah. I mean, it starts wearing on me. And then now it's becoming part of, you know, who I am as a, as a, a spiritual person. Just, <gasps> I don't want, we, we don't watch news anymore. I don't. Do, do you think I don't either. would encourage the use of social media for this purpose? Do you think they like the divide? Oh, they yeah. love to divide. I, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure they they thrill any any avenue, any avenue where they're going to get a foot in the door. You name yep. something, and and when someone chooses their free will to entertain those choices, hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In a heartbeat. Yeah, in a heartbeat. Exactly right. Influences their decision, their what they say. They just just briefly take over, and it, it just flows just pure hatred mm -hmm. you can you can just feel it it's yeah. so vile yeah it's um and people wonder why the world the, is the way it is and i'm like well you don't have to look too far you don't have to look too far you don't have to ha be a political science major to figure figure this stuff out i mean you could drive down the road to to anywhere and and see people at their worst and they seem to like it like that 
I once said to a clerk who was really rude to me, I, I told her, I said, you must be so tired when you get home. She's like, yeah, I stand up all day. And I'm thinking that's not even what I'm talking about. I just, <laughs> you're just not a nice person. It, it's exhausting yeah. to be ugly and mean. It is. I mean, you just go into uh, the retail environment. Oh, uh, my daughter, daughter works in retail. Oh, uh, but my wife works in a pharmacy. And the level of hatred that spews out of some of these people when they don't get their meds Ugh. it's awful yeah she could, she could write a book oh i mean i was a i was a school teacher for 30 years oh geez. and you yeah. call a parent of a kid who's consistently having you know whatever problems and within 30 seconds you know exactly why you know exactly yeah. why um parents who Ugh, the whole litany, you know, and they wonder what's wrong with education. I'm like, God, parents is what's wrong with education. Doesn't have anything to do with the teachers. Right. Oh, great. Oh, so. Anyway, Blaine, well, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to leave you, Blaine. No, you're fine. <laughs> the, one, the one question that I did want to get in, because Jacob wanted me to follow up on it, and I don't know if you've researched this farther, Reverend, was the one he asked you about and you said you were going to look into about if demons are finite or if they can keep being reborn and replaced. He, was, he didn't know if they were yeah. just kind of a yeah, finite I'm, number. I'm pretty certain that they are the, the number that there is is the number that there are. Right. I, he, I read that. Yeah, I read that in my readings that you can't kill them. That the mm -hmm. number is the number is the number. Yeah. Yeah. No. So if you send a demon out of your home, on. where would it go? Does it go back to hell? To hell, right? Okay. Or somewhere else. Or far from your house. Because <laughs> of the neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> I hope not. It'll it'll go to the next open vessel is something exactly that it can right. torment yep you know they're they're here to torment and destroy god's creation yep. uh, namely people and we are the pinnacle of his creation the ultimate and they'll they'll do anything they can to destroy us yeah and i just i just saw a video and i also read about it. i can't remember what the box is called but it's a box that people can now buy online where it's it's been <laughs> cursed and they put candle wax over it the divot, divot box. box the divot box yeah that's what it's called and the guy opened it up and stuff started flying off his wall he saw a little note inside there's a little crystal in the box and he had to like move out of his house because of this box and it was yeah i have mixed feelings about that i do too i, I, the feelings. I Let's hear it. if you you if you talk to and it was folklore this whole divot box thing was it's not you would I would love to talk to a um, rabbi, and he would mm -hmm. give you better background on it. And he, he's like, you know, when the when the chuckleheads on Travel Channel were <laughs> open the divic box. That's what I call them. <laughs> well, that's what I, I have other names, but I'm going to use that here. Um, uh, it was in the the rabbi he had on was like, basically, what are you talking about? What, what? <laughs> I mean, he made, and everybody was talking about it on social media because mm -hmm. one chucklehead was made to look like a jerk because he has a rabbi on. He he didn't talk, clearly talk to the rabbi before they even started rolling tape. Yeah. And the yeah. rabbi was like, I don't know. What do you think it is? Because it's, it means nothing to me. 
this mm-hmm. is like some almost it was he was the rabbi was leaning into more superstitious stuff than anything that's registered with the church in any way or the mm-hmm. uh, synagogue or whatever you want to call it but oh god mm-hmm. you know this is a country you have to remember when i was a kid this is a country that bought pet rocks in a box <laughs> yeah Okay, so you, you, you keep when you find people buying things, keep that tucked in your head. They bought pet yeah. rocks. Um, and you know, some of these things they are what you believe them to be. If if you're really wanting a demon to come out of that box, it may actually happen. That's that's you true. Know, you know, that's true. our faith and what we believe in. It, All it, an intention. Yep, yeah, that's exactly it. But I, I don't know. I, I kind of tend to believe that as well, that it's it's a bunch of hooey. Right. Yeah. But I, I bet it's still in boxes for somebody. Someone's oh, boy. Off of it, yeah. Yeah. That exploded, didn't it? I mean, there was there was one episode of it, and then uh, and then there, there were 20 episodes, and then 50, and then, yeah. Well, that's All another of a sudden, they got popular. Why you guys also don't like these shows because they kind of glorify oh, chasing God. these entities. Uh, well, everything's a demon. And so everything. when you call everything a demon, now people take a lighthearted view at this. And I don't mm-hmm. admit by any stretch of anybody's imagination. But you shouldn't be using words like that to describe anything that's paranormal. Um, it's dangerous. Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. I can't. <sighs> I'm going to go to Vegas one day. I'm telling you, I'm going to Vegas one day. I'm going to meet up with a guy who's got hair gel issues, and I'm going to, we're going to have a yep. Zach. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Zach and the Zach Finn. I'll, I'll be more than happy. You should go, you should, guys should go to that museum that he has. No. Yeah. You wouldn't go in there? No, what that is, is, is he has a collection of items that have caused pain and suffering for someone somewhere. And that's what that mm-hmm. is. That's what that is. He's got um, the Dvorkian van there. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he's got mm. um, the robe that Manson had on, I guess, mm. before. Cremated mm-hmm. him. Yeah. What? The, what? Charles Manson? <laughs> it, it's just vile. It's so, it's so, and people are like, oh, Zach Baggins, he's the greatest, greatest paranormal <laughs> investigator. Oh, brother, please. Please. But it, he makes a tremendous amount of money off the misery. Yeah. In a yes, nutshell. he does. Yes, he does, and it's really sad. Yeah, it is. It just perpetuates a whole bunch of crap in this country, and it's it's getting us in trouble. It's getting the it kids is. in trouble. It is because they think it's cool, and you know, it's typical for a kid to want to emulate somebody that they think is really interesting and and smarter than they are and then before you know it you've got a kid up to his eyeballs well they're, you know, they, they're going to mm-hmm. trespass or they're going to get into all the stuff we've been talking about and not have a clue in the world how to get out of it yep so awful and he doesn't i'd like for him if he had the kahunas to sit down <laughs> with versed people about we'll, we'll, get him, we'll get him on the podcast. <laughs> oh, hey. Please, please. please I have a few I things to say. <laughs> to advertise that. Um, <laughs> but for him to, to own what he does, I would like for him, if he's going to continue this mess, show me your spiritual work 
on a daily basis. Oh, Show yeah. me your spiritual work before you start these things. Well, the Reverend Show said he's surprised he's still alive with the stuff that he's been yeah. doing. Yeah. There's probably a lot of stuff we don't even <laughs> Well, and he just bought that demon house. He made that whole documentary. That's in Gary, Indiana, way up north. Well, and he got his eye hurt from that. Down. Oh, they, they did tear it down? Uh-huh. Yeah. He yeah, lost uh -huh. his eyesight, and one of his eyes diminished a, li diminished a little bit from it. I... I I don't. I yeah. don't know. I. I. The. I watched that whole documentary. <clears throat> What'd you think of it? Behind the scenes and everything, it's crazy. You know, I think uh, demons can inhabit a place. Sure. You know, if if certain things happen, mm -hmm. rituals and you know, it can, it can uh, anchor them there somehow. But I don't know. I wasn't there. It, it was a. The episode made me feel goofy. Right. I don't know. I didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> well watching it and um regretted doing so mm -hmm. but then i was watching this was so odd and this is how my faith is so strong i'm watching i asked the husband i'm like hey why don't we watch sabrina the teenage witch i heard it's all new it's not like tv it's supposed to be oh. scary so i'm thinking i'm thinking it's supposed to be like scary like you know like um adam's family scary right. um <laughs> And I'm watching it, and they're at a scene where if they were going to say the Dark Lord one more time, I started sweating completely, oh. and my hands were shaking. And I said, Keith, somebody's telling me that we've got to stop watching. We've got to stop watching. And I'm almost freaking out and turned it off. Um, so yeah. I don't know what that was about. But I, when when I'm spoken to like that, I listen, I turned it off, and we watched you know, some comedy show or whatever it was. But um, Well, Hollywood's getting a heck of a lot more... Um involved in research the the true uh nature of things you know behind the scenes is they want to incorporate as much reality as they can and then just dress that up you know, make it make it even even better so to speak right but they'll put a lot of real rituals and spells and uh, incantations and sigils and a lot of that stuff is very real yeah and they don't know what they're messing with i watched a movie and, and gosh i don't even remember the name but the but Enochian magic was in it, and it was a girl, and I think she had a twin, and the twin died. Um, something about her father and whatever. But what these people were do were holding on to an angel, and then bidding it to do terrible things, which is basically oh. the, the gist of Enochian magic is to you're summoning an, an angel to, to to work for you, and. Mm -hmm. I just could, I, I said to Keith, he's like, what are you talking about? I said, Keith, this is, this is real. This is a thing that people do. This isn't some fabricated, you know, Disney thing. This, this is the real deal. Jeez. I said, I can't believe this is a movie. Um, oh yeah. I mean, they, from what I, from what I read in the book that I have about Enochian, um, and what they were doing, they were, they were pretty close, but, um, it was frightening. Mm -hmm. Frightening. Mm -hmm. Well, I, it's it's fascinating. This whole thing, like I said, we're, me and Jacob are very nuanced in this whole world. Uh, I already <laughs> told you guys about our high school adventures, so that was about the farthest that we ever got. Well, don't do it again. Yeah, no, I think that's the farthest we'll get. But uh, <laughs> I have no other questions. Do you guys have any other questions for yourselves? Um, oh, no, no, Reverend, I would just like you, if, if, if on Twitter, if I send you a message, if you could give me the, 
the the name of that book you mentioned who, that I can't spell whatsoever. Um, <laughs> I would, I would. Clegia um, Militantis. Yeah. Yeah, I, I ain't got that. Um, I don't even know how to um, Google that. Um, <laughs> but I, no, if I message you, would you be gracious enough to be able to, you know, spell it out? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Perfect. Yeah, whatever you need. Absolutely. Okay. Fantastic. Where, um, Reverend, where do you work from? When you, if you're uh, called in, where do you mostly work from? Uh, Southern Maryland. Oh, you're yep. close to me. Yes, indeed. Very close. Oh, so you might be a resource. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Hey, Jacob, we're talking about how we want to. Happy to. We want to do oh, an investigation fantastic. with you guys. <laughs> oh. Well, I, you know, I, I tell people, you know, clients are like, oh, my mom and daddy, and then my, my uncle, and my, I'm like, no, we're not a, we're not a, you know, a show pony. Yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not responsible for whatever these dodos are who are listening. I'm not, this is, you know, this is, it's not the travel channel. We're not going to have to coming along. So. Right. Right. Uh, Perfect stuff. Well, yeah. Thank you guys for coming on. Uh, we'll link sure. everything down below. So everyone listening, make sure to check out their links. Uh, they both have websites and yeah, I think, I think that'll do it for today. Fantastic. Right. Well, this was enjoyable. And I'm not as yes. frightened as I was. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to have a red ring going, you will repent. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. I think this was good. Okay. Well, thank everyone for listening. Thank you for joining us, the guests. Uh, Reverend, tell your wife, thank you for listening. I had her up sure. on the screen for most of it. And <laughs> but thank you for listening. Uh, and yes, thank you, everyone. And we will see you on the next episode of the Cosmic Closet Podcast.